0: Good morning, everyone. I first of all, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself for not doing more for this um, Black History Month. <laughs> I, I, my intention was to read a lot of black content, black comics, watch, you know, black movies, black themed movie movies, and <clears throat> do something all this month for it, but I, for whatever reason, I didn't. So <clears throat> I feel like I should at least try to go hard for this last month. <clears throat> and also I guess in theme or in, for me, the spirit of black history, at least what it's come to mean to me recently is to keep this going not just for black history month um i've seen a thing black history 365 days 24 7. like black history is all all the time so i guess um starting off this quote unquote review it's just me not even a review just me going over something i read because i've read a lot of black books i have a lot of lot of just recently got some more Um, I'm going to be covering right now I'm going to be going over some content I read about Monica Rambeau the first time I think the first book that I read of her was in a volume of mighty Avengers there's been multiple Mighty Avengers teams, but this one was during the Infinity uh, event. It was Luke. Uh, the team started by Luke Cage. Um, I didn't know much about her or her powers. I knew that at one point she that she was the first, sorry, the first person aside from Marvel to be called Captain Marvel. And that she's had multiple names throughout her her time as a hero. Um, I read about her in that and then I read about her in uh, Al Ewing's. Well, no, he also wrote Mighty Avengers as well. So, yeah, he wrote Mighty Avengers. Then he wrote The Ultimates, um, which is not the which that name originally went to the Ultimate Avengers uh, in the Ultimate Universe, um, this version of the Ultimates featured Black Panther, uh, T'Challa, Monica Rambeau, Blue Marvel, Captain Marvel, and America Chavez. I really enjoy that team because it was a team of almost all people of color. Um, the only white character was a woman, uh, America Chavez, uh, I believe she's, I don't think she's a lesbian. I think she's at least bi, but either way she's, you know, uh, and just three black people. And it was not the focus of the team wasn't about, yeah, we're all minorities. Even the, um, the mighty Avengers team. Featured majority people of color. Um, you have Luke Cage. Um, as I said, Monica Rambeau. I think she was called Spectrum at the time. Once again, Blue Marvel. Power Man. White Tiger, who's Hispanic. Uh, Power Man is Afro-Latina. Or, or sorry, Afro-Latino. Um, Spider-Man. He's, he's the only white person I can think of. No, She-Hulk. Although she's green, she's a white woman. Uh, Falcon, yeah, most of that team was was um, people of color, and I don't know what. While, while I'm thinking about it, I think it's funny that the person. I think it's funny that the person I have. That i have to thank for most of the content featuring uh the black hero or, or just the hero in general that i like the most like my favorite uh, marvel character recently uh, i like others but uh, has been uh, adam Bashir, blue marvel and at this point he's written more about the, he's written more about him than the person who created him who was black but yeah this British dude has written more about this guy and at least from what I've seen consistently written about you know not typically uh, white characters or, or it's been good with showing people you know more characters that aren't you know attractive White people, because uh, he's also written. Wait, you know what? <laughs> Before I go too deep down a rabbit hole, because I want to say he was. He's also wrote the Immortal Hulk, uh, which I need to wrap up. That's a great book uh, about complex characters. You know, not the the normative, attractive, built white hero, but. Uh, Let me get back to to Monica and give her her flowers. Um, I started off reading Captain Marvel, the Saga of Monica Rambeau. It is a collection of multiple... um, uh, of of multiple books from her. um, Starting with... uh, it collects Amazing Spider-Man Annual uh, from 1967, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 16, that was her debut. Um, Avengers uh, from 1963, number 227, uh, and two. Sorry, yeah, 227, and also issue 279. Marvel Team Up from 1972, issues 142 to 143. Captain Marvel, number one, it was her, I think it's her debut debut book, solo series anyway, uh, from 1989. Captain Marvel, number one, from 1994, that's her second series. Avengers Unplugged, 1995, number five. Uh, material from Solo Avengers, 1987, It's number two. Marvel fanfare from 1982, number 42 to 57. Um, I, one thing I, I, I wanted to point out that was always something funny, um, and you and you saw it if you saw the recent reaction to the trailer to the X Men 97 cartoon coming out. Uh, people always wanting to say oh things and i remember seeing somebody comment about something a while ago and had to just kind of ask them a question they said talked about books being woke or pushing certain political views or something and it was like you know it yeah it just really got bad over the last 20 30 years and i was like do you think that books have only been woke or this has only been a quote-unquote issue for the last 20-30 years and they were like yeah that's when it you know just got really bad and as i said uh, monica's first issue her debut as a character was in the spider-man comic uh annuals are normally um normally in a book in an ongoing series you know you have your Storylines and whatnot. The annuals normally come after, I believe, twelve or thirteen issues. Uh, considering because um, most books come out monthly, so the annuals or you know, are your story, it's normally separated from the main story going on in the ongoing series. So that way you can tell a standalone story. Uh, it doesn't always have to be from the same writer or um the same creative team that's doing the ongoing stories and could be somebody else just a, a different change of pace so you know you can tell the story without interrupting anything else um sometimes they've even had events told through annuals so as not to mess up anything going on with uh whatever else is going on and sometimes they've been connected but this one, 1964, <clears throat> it debuted her. She was a lieutenant in the Louisiana, the New Orleans uh, Harbor Patrol. And, you know, she, she, she shows up, uh, her power in general. She, she's not displaying it, but just her power in general. First, Peter is distracted by how beautiful she is. But then there's something about her that kind of sets off his spider sense. He follows her. He sees her take these dudes out and he tries to, he he dresses up as Spider-Man to try to help her. He sees she takes the dudes out. He tries to uh, approach her, but she's still on edge and inadvertently blasts him. And, you know, she, transforming to her suit you know after she checks on him and leaves because she wants to get help with her power and so she flashbacks to how she got her powers and everything and in her flashback she is having issues with her captain because or she's having issues with her boss because she has been repeatedly been passed over for the position because of, you know, and she hints it, you know, it, and it's not not even really hinted at, it's pretty, you know, because she is a woman, especially a black woman. And so she's frustrated about that. So it's how she got her powers and uh, she took the name from somebody calling, you know, they did the old, you know, the thing of somebody, and I, I believe the person uh, saying, saying it was either South American, uh, they Spanish-speaking. So they said something about her, and they called her a Marvel. And so they're like, oh, what do they call me? Did they call me Captain Marvel? They did that thing. But yeah, so it went into that her... Uh, no, she got her powers from an accident Then, her trying to better understand her powers and also you know so she goes to the Avengers to see if they can help her out um from there you know them running tests uh, at one point her uh the other issue is her being Voted as the leader of the Avengers, uh, and you see from the different books, just her. It seemed like a constant struggle from her, feeling like because she is relatively new. She learns about the the original Captain Marvel, and you see a lot of her second guessing herself and having issues of people of her learning to control her powers or dealing with issues of losing her powers. Now they've, now they've returned, but they're slightly different. And just also proving to herself that she is enough. Um, she is very driven, uh, she wants to make her parents proud. Um, she is also, I want to say unique in the fact that she, she was never concerned with being a hero the whole time. Like she at one point she started a business with her dad. Um, it wasn't towing, but I, I appreciated that she was a at least from what I got, a real-rounded character. Um, not just from this the the collection that I read, but also just seeing her outside of that. Um, oh, and I, I talked about her powers, but basically... Uh, let me see. Her powers for those who aren't... Uh, Familiar with her powers. Uh, She, oh, first of all, let me get into the aliens, her aliases. Uh, I mentioned that she used to go by, I've mentioned two of her names. She's gone by, of course, Captain Marvel, Photon, Spectrum, um, Spectre, Daystar, Pulsar. She's had a lot of names. And I think that kind of it, the multiple names does kind of, I think, probably help with or have something to do with maybe her visibility, because um, it's kind of hard to keep track of somebody when their name is constantly changing. You're constantly having to be like, OK, well, what is their name now? Who are they supposed to be now? Um. Let me see, she, reading from the end of this, she can transform uh, the living energy of her body into any form of radiation within the electromagnetic spectrum, including radio waves, visible light, electricity, infrared radiance, heat, lightning, particle beams, such as cosmic rays, ultraviolet beams, Gamma rays, microwaves, mag- magnetism, neutrons, x rays, which allows her to pass through solid objects and lasers. Um, all of these forms allow her to fly and, meaning, allow her to be intangible or visible. Uh, she maintains sentience and can verbally communicate in every energy form. Um, She can transmit her voice via radio waves uh, which she can track and locate and speak with others using radio uh, waves or radio communications like I saw in one of the things she popped up on the TV to talk to her parents to make sure that nobody was there. Then like came out the TV through the waves all like that is just really cool uh, powers uh, and interesting in the different ways that she uses them. Uh, she can manifest she can manifest as solid light to carry objects and people uh, physically strike foes and withstand contact with cosmic beings she has proven capable of absorbing energy from outside sources if she converts herself into a duplicate of that energy first I saw in the Mighty Avengers book she she her and She Hulk was trapped in something, and to give She Hulk a power boost, she transformed herself into Gamma Radiation and used it to give She Hulk a boost so she was stronger than normal. You know, like I said, it's just she, she seems, uh, what was also, oh, Thunderbolts. I read a Thunderbolts uh, mini, and that was interesting because they had luke cage asking her to lead the team first and she turned it down because she has had some bad experience uh, leading teams before uh and then because of uh they're talking to her then boyfriend captain marvel he uh she ends up coming in and not really leading um uh, but coming in to kind of look after clint which was kind of messed up because it, it was, uh, and she's calling up for it later, that if you're not going to, you, you say you don't want to lead, but yet you're showing up and undermining the leadership of the person who is the leader. You know, it was, it was that type of thing, but either way, I very much enjoyed that, that, uh, that book that series of looking at the different uh, different stories that they at least they felt in impacted her character um, and I'm guessing at least why she was still known as Captain Marvel there's another book of hers since this is just focused on her um And this was by um, Eve Ewing. Um, I wasn't sure if she was mm, married to uh, Al Ewing. Ewing. She is not. Uh, She is a black woman. Um she is a sociologist, author, poet, and visual artist from Chicago. Uh, she is a tenured professor at the social, at the School of Social Service Administration at the University of Chicago. She's currently writing for Black Panther, but she wrote this um, um Monica Rambeau Photon. Uh, short series uh 2020, 2022 to 2023 um from this one she, uh she faces a reality shattering crisis in her first ever that's not right <laughs> in the description it says this is her first ever solo series when I've already from the the previous the collection I read first, she had two of them in that one. Um, in this, in this book, it has some uh, kind of, it has some slight retcon to her story, hinting hinting at her possibly being a mutant and her having. Uh, some light like based powers beforehand, and that when she destroyed the machine that gave her that was said to have given her her powers at first, that maybe that fully unlocked it, or that you know, whatever. I like the story initially at first. Um, my only issue is that it did, it didn't end, the ending didn't hit for me as much as I wanted it to. Um, This was a very much a, there's not a, how do I say, a big bad. It's like there's not some constant, you know, some, oh, uh, some fight against evil or what, what have you. It's basically implied that her, she seems unsure about herself. And certain things that she wants, um, you know, it's a classic. She's doing everything for everybody but herself. Uh, I would probably say more about it if I didn't, if I didn't also see that trait a little bit in the other stories I saw about her of her doing stuff for other people, even if she, you know, was unsure about it. Um, you know, or even a personal, uh, like one of the issues of uh, the random issues of the collection I read before, she was having anxiety over who she was now and dealing with uh, certain things in her life and going back into being a superhero. And she was just out flying to clear her head, uh, which is something the Spider-Man does when he can't sleep, when he's having issues, he'll just go out and web sling, and just clear his mind and see who he can help. And she did help this, uh, this junkie that was about to unalive herself. And at that time, she could not fly while also hold people. Like she couldn't hold her and still fly and use her power. So she kind of almost died herself. But she, you know, she still figured out a way to save her and get them, get her the help. She needed, and so like I felt that character trait. I'm, I'm happy I read the collection before I read her solo series to make sure because I've you would you would notice a lot of times in comics when writers, and especially with the collection having so many different writers and artists on that because she's a character that's existed for some decades, you know, uh, sometimes you will see characterizations change from arc to arc, let alone that span. So I did enjoy that. I did not enjoy randomly breaking up her and Blue Marvel, like, um, off panel, and you don't even understand why. Or No, they don't even give a reason why. So like I said, right before this, I you know, I'd read the uh or not right before, but the last thing I saw her in was the Thunderbolts uh short or you know five five issue series and her and Adam are together she even wears his vest as part of her costume now and so to automatically uh and so it was, it was kind of a whiplash to and that could be something i talk about next the think of black, the seemingly black characters can't seem to stay, black couples can't seem to stay together. Um, but the artwork was fine. Um, like, once again, you did see a lot of her powers. The story was kind of, like I said, was kind of out there. Um, basically, reality was tearing itself apart because of her connection to it and I guess whatever boost she got from the power, the machine that she broke that supposedly gave her her powers channeled uh, energy from the electromagnetic spectrum from um, how they say it by absorbing energy from different dimensions so it's like a dimensional universal type of thing and she kind of channels her powers through that which like i said some of it didn't make sense like so if she was a mutant so she already had light-based powers supposedly and she suppressed it and this machine heightened it or whatever i have to go back and read it because that part wasn't clear to me um and so like she was having issues she was doubting herself and she was flying through space because she can travel at light speed so she was just traveling through space um and it seemed like she traveled to another universe but supposedly the same and there was it was a lot of history like you know seeing history of her different times on different uh avengers teams or at least a team that she recognized when she was there um and she would be having conversations with people and details within that universe would change instantly like somebody would have kids and when she showed up they were babies and then during the same conversation all of a sudden they're preteen, and it was it wasn't your as I said before your direct or your your typical having to punch a bad guy type of thing. Uh, it was kind of very out there, so I appreciate that. But like I said, the ending was just it did show her to be a lot more powerful than maybe she's been de- depicted. Excuse me that. Uh where her basically her going through some self care, some self therapy to repair some damage that she inadvertently caused to the fabric of reality and all that stuff. Uh I would still recommend it, even if, like I said, the ending didn't hit as hard for me. Um anything to promote more from her and just hopefully get more of her out there you know uh i I, i've noticed certain things or try to do certain things like i i want more black representation and want more i want to see more black characters but they're not going to make more they're not going to make more books about these characters if we don't support what we've, what what they have out now, you know, you just saying, oh, oh, I want this, this, and this. Well, if you're not actually reading it, then why should they, you know, why should they make more if they're not getting the uh, the money from it? <laughs> oh, um, and I'm sorry, I I went through the the author, uh, and I talked a little bit about the art. So let me give them credit as well. Uh, the cover artist for that series was Lucas Wernick the and it had two main artists on the book uh Luca Mariska and Ivan Forelli uh like I said the art was was fine uh you know uh. I'm going to say I didn't hate it, but that's that's kind of a, a whack way of putting it. Um, in the Saga of Monica Rambeau collection that I read, uh, sorry, so- Saga of Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, um, some of the writers from that were Roger Stern, David Mussolini, Dwayne McDuffie, uh, Dwayne McDuffie, for those who don't know, he is, he's responsible for characters like Static Shock. Um, he also wrote for the Justice League animated show. So, you know, I don't say real ones. Cause I hate when people say stuff like that, but you know how great those are. and you understand his work or his contributions. Um, to work in uh, writing for black characters. Uh, Dwight Cole, Glenn Herning, and more, illustrated by John Romainter Jr., Sal Buscema, John Buscema, Greg LaRock, Mark Bright, MC Wyman, uh, that's some more than of them, uh, John Romainter Jr., not as much of a fan of of his work, but, Oops, sorry but yeah, um like I was saying, we have to we we have to show up for uh, I feel like we have to show up for for these for for the characters that we we want to see that we claim we want to see. Uh, if we don't, then, you know, we're not going to get anything from them. We're not going to, um, you know, we're not going to, we're going, you know, we're just going to sit around and say we want, we want more from them and, and not get them. And then there's always a super argument of like, well, you know, why don't you just create more? And it's just like, we keep creating, I see I see new black characters popping up, and it's cool. But at the same time, uh, like um, one of the one of the uh, comic create not come come one of the comic book channels that I watch a lot, uh, comic view sorry comic pop, uh, they brought up the fact that uh, James Rhodes has a genius niece. And that it would make more sense for her to be Ironheart than having to create a completely different character and put her in this position and be like, here, like her now. Uh, I've only read a little bit of Ironheart uh, from her time and uh, from her appearing in this uh, Iron Man run I read recently that is my only real exposure to her, besides watching her in Wakanda forever. Um, I know a little bit by her character, not enough to actually have, I haven't read enough of her to really give a judgment about her uh, outside of that. But I was just like, wow, I didn't even know that. And yes, that would make sense. Uh, It would kind of put him more in line with uh, Steel. Uh, John Henry John Henry Irons, who was also a super genius, uh, DC modeled himself after Superman. His niece is also Steel, and you know she, as far as I can remember, I believe has been around. You know for long enough. She wasn't like just all all characters just created created out of the blue, but she's been around for like some years. Um. I want to say she was at least around since his inception. Inception, so it's not like somebody else just randomly came up. And but I digress. It's more than something else. Not in the same universe. Uh, I've enjoyed what I've seen from Monica Rambeau. Um, in the books, I was really excited to see her when she showed up in Wandavision. Uh, I recently watched the Marvels, which is something else I think I'll, I'll record a review on. Uh, because, of course, there was all the hate from it, you know, it bombing. And for me personally, uh, there's reasons that I think that was the case. None of it have to do with the movie, with the quality of the movie being bad. I'll just put it like that. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I definitely recommend uh, picking up uh, the the Captain Marvel. There's there's like various editions of this. Um, Captain Marvel, the saga of Monica Rambeau to get like an overview of the character. The Monica Rambeau Photon series. And as I said, the other books that I've read her in... (laughs) Uh, the Mighty Avengers uh, 2013 to 2000, sorry, to yeah, Mighty Avengers 2013 through 2014 series. Um, that series runs up until the 2015 Secret Wars when uh, the incursions happen and Pretty much everybody dies and before the secret war secret wars events and when they restart the universe. Um, from that to the. Uh, was it the ultimate. 2015 2016 series. And what else. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, There's the Mighty Avengers that I was talking about. And then there's the uh, Captain America and the Mighty Avengers uh, book. That's right after that. That is the 2014 to 2015. And that is with Sam Wilson as Captain America. Because he was Falcon in a previous series, um, I kind of like when I when I don't realize that a bunch of books I'm buying uh, fitting to each other like that. Uh, she, you can also find her in the um, Avengers No Road Home book from 2019, also written by Al Ewing. Uh, she is a main character in that. Uh, Let's see, there's the Thunderbolts book that I also told you about. Just giving some books that she is heavily featured in. Uh, if you would like to read more about her. Um, Let's see, the Thunderbolts book uh, that was written by Jim Sub. Sorry. Jim Zub. Z U B. Um. That was from Thunderbolts Back on Target from 2022. And let me see. I don't think there was anything else. Uh, she's shown up in some Captain Marvel books. Uh, not really enough that I'm going to put or mention those. But yeah. Like I said, I really enjoy her character. Um, And I'm looking forward to whatever I see her in next. Uh, Thank you for listening to the review. Appreciate it. Uh, And I hope to sorry, no. And I will be dropping more. For the rest of the week of Black History Month. And ongoing, so appreciate you, you know, to check me out at um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, BOD Expressions YouTube channel Bode Expressions Podcast Send me a uh, email boat Expressions number four, gmail.com uh, Like, listen, share, subscribe All that good stuff uh, Love you, thanks